Morning, church. Good morning. My name is Wee Chang. I'm your district superintendent. I'm your associate pastor. Uh, in connection with 46 United Methodist churches in Metro Boston Hope District and 575 United Methodist churches in New England in your conference. And I don't even know how many numbers out there in the nation and the global wide. But we are a connected church. And without you, we are that less much connected. And on behalf of the bishop and all our connection and conference, let me bring greetings and deep appreciation for your faithfulness, your generosity, and your prophetic ministry as a bold and courageous and faithful United Methodist in our connection. Let us pray. God, empty whatever needed to be empty in us and among us so that we may be able to welcome your grace, hear your voice, and delight in your presence today and always. In your name we pray. Amen. Do justice. And you're going to say, oh, the pastor is going to talk about justice one more time. <laughs> Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. We hear from the prophet Micah, the prophet that was sent to the people of God who were desperately searching for the ways to be restored as God's people, to reclaim very calling of God. Prophet Micah was sent to divided kingdom of Israel some 700 prior to Jesus' time. Two kingdoms of Israel, northern Israel and southern Judah, both of them were facing their imminent peril and disruption, which actually will become a reality. Because they didn't get what God originally made them, called them, and created them to be. To the searching people, Micah is speaking on behalf of God that what God wants you to do, to do and be, what does God require of you, is three simple things. Do justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly with your God. God is saying you need to see God's will, God's good will, in three essential relationships in which we have our being as individuals, and as a community. Doing justice is our relationship in public. As, you know, famous uh, Harvard professor said, justice is what love looks like in public. Loving mercy is our personal relationships, our loved ones, family, friends, and especially community like this. And the third one is always the correct answer in the church. Relationship with God. Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Isn't it interesting that whenever we come to think about the priorities in the life of the church, we are always taught, put God first, isn't it? Put God first. So if you think about it, the will of God, the order of the will of God, it should have begun with, Walk humbly with your God, 
And then you love your neighbors, so love mercy. And then when you have a time left or energy left, or if you are enough encouraged, inspired, or crazy enough, do some justice. But the mic is clear. You do justice first. And then you love mercy. And you walk humbly with your God. And it's interesting, just like the choir said, Micah is throwing a curveball here. They confused us. First they excited us, and then confused us. I was doing... (laughs) And then, what? (laughs) Right? Do justice, love, mercy, walk humbly. Oh no, humbly. (laughs) See? Do justice, love, mercy. Micah is not telling us how to do justice. Micah is not telling us how to do, how to love mercy. But only in our relationship with God, Micah is putting a curveball. Humbly with your God. He didn't say walk with your God. Walk humbly with your God. Isn't it weird? Why not walk gratefully? Why not walk courageously? Why not joyfully? Why not prayerfully? Why not faithfully? You know, we all love creative things this way. So why not creatively? Why humbly? How many of you come this morning that one thing that I pray, I desire, I want God to do at this worship is that make me more humble person. That's my life prime goal. (laughs) And if I reach that goal, I've done God's will. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Humbly? What's so great about being humble? See, the word humble has an English root word that has the same root word for human. It's humus. That also same word word for hummus. My daughter's favorite food. <laughs> Vegans, cheese, cream cheese, right? It means, in Latin word, means ground. The soil in the ground. Therefore, it has a biblical origination. You don't have to read the Bible to figure this out. You only need to read first two chapters. In the second story of creation, how does God create human beings? God picks up the dirt from the ground and then molds it like human shape, dirt. And then scripture said God breathed God's breath into the nostrils of, those, of that dirt. And it says it became alive, fully alive. That's what it means to be human. Dirt filled with the breath of God. The ruach of God. In the Hebrew scripture, the the breath of God means the spirit of God. The very essence of God. And Jesus came to us to translate that in New Testament... That the very breath of God, the Spirit of God, and what makes God God 
is the love of God. So what it means to be human, biblically, is dirt filled with the love of God, the Spirit of God. You all are great-looking people this morning. I don't know how long, how much time you spend in front of the mirror in your bathroom to put yourself, to make yourself more presentable. Let me tell you, you are all good-looking dirt. <laughs> but not just dirt, but the dirt that is filled with the love of God. If that is what it means to be human... Humble means remembering that. Remembering who I am and who everybody else is. That's why the Hebrew word for the humble, translated humble here also has a meaning of circumspectively or reflectively, carefully. In other words, when you have a relationship with God, one thing you need to remember is this. That who you are and who everybody else is. It means no one is less than God's beloved and more than dirt. No one is too special, too sacred, too powerful, too smart, too beautiful, too brilliant, too whatever is to be better than dirt or better than anybody else. It also means no one is too broken, too dirty, too insignificant, too shameful, too weak, or too anything to be less than God's beloved. Brothers and sisters, during this past week, or this past month, or this past year, or in your life's journey, have there been any moment when you felt like you are too broken, too despairing, too unworthy, too dirty, too insignificant to be even valued by God? That's not the message. No matter how you feel about yourself, you are God's beloved. No matter how you feel about your life, the very Spirit of God, very power of God, is at work in you, whether you see it or not. Doing justice is not about balancing the scale. That's our worldly justice. Mishpat. Doing justice in biblical term is making sure to create a human community, society, civilization, or nation where every single person is treated, welcomed, valued as God's beloved, as a dirt filled with God's love. That's doing justice. Loving mercy and compassion, which is a seed, is not about just doing some good works. It is about seeing one another as the one who is in need and worthy of God's grace and love. Because that's the only way I am fully alive. See? 
Whatever makes you fully alive, whatever makes you worthy and wonderful and powerful, is not what we do or what we don't do. It's not the titles that this world gives you. It is the breath of God that was with you from the very beginning. Remember, I don't know how many of you remember your very first breath. Anybody remember? But I have seen my daughter's one. Now you can see it, right? And what a delight it was when I saw my child first breathing in this world. And that very first breath, yours, your children's, and every single person who ever existed in this world, and every single person who will, whom God will send to this world, that very first breath doesn't belong to my child, me, or anybody else. It belongs to God. And it never left. No matter how we created dogmas and systems, isms, try to deny that, the good news of God some 2,700 years ago, at the very second, the last day of creation, or today, is that nothing can deny the love of God from each single person. And loving mercy is offering that grace. And that's how you walk humbly with God, by remembering it. You cannot have relationship with God, you are not working for justice. You cannot have a relationship with God if you are not willing to offer grace, forgiveness, reconciliation, and compassion to your fellow human beings, especially in your relationships. That's why do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. That's why humility is the power through which God transforms the human society and touches every broken heart. Mending, redeeming, and transforming. United Methodist Church, these days, somebody says our brand is damaged. You just saw the news. We're going to split over homosexuality. What a message. What a message. See, the Jesus came to this world, and the isms, his own religion and his system, the empire that Jesus fought against with his message, the goodness of love, was the dogma and system that tried to put the people into categories. And at the heart of it was what? Who's more dirty or not? Who's clean or not? Even though God used that third to create everybody. And Jesus was saying, no one is too dirty. Actually, everybody is dirty. And that's not dirty at all. It's us we created that dirty is dirty. No wonder why Jesus came to the messy, dirty, smelly manger. Isn't it? That's a new creation. Embody. Methodism at the beginning, even though John Wesley 
was the movement of humility as a powerful, not just sorry, 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 I'm not good enough. I'm, that's not humility. That's self-abuse. Humble people are courageous people. Humble people are compassionate, life-changing people. And Methodist was that. John Wesley preached in his Foundry Society Chapel for the first 39 years. That was his first church in England. 1,500 people in pews like this, four or five times a week. His theological message was this. At that time after the Reformation, the prevalent theology of Protestant theology was Calvinism. Predestination. Grace determined to be offered to some while not. To that message, Jesus, the, John Wesley read the scripture. And he said, no, no, no. God's grace is available to all because God created every single person with that grace. That was his message. And in that church, they practiced compassion. They, John Wesley prohibited every church to fixate the pews on the floor of sanctuary. I visited there this past summer to see the remnant of it. Why? He cleared the whole sanctuary out and turned it into the schools, feeding place, housing for the widow and the orphans, every day. He actually lived with them. They were the people who did justice and loved mercy, one worship at a time, one message at a time, one act of good work at a time. That's who we are as a Methodist. It's that we forgot to walk humbly with our God. In this city that calls itself hub of the universe, <laughs> we need more humble people. We need humble doctors, humble professors, humble preachers, humble politicians, humble educators, humble everybody, especially this world need humble Methodists. And thanks be to God that we are still Methodists. And I have no doubt that each one of you be a wonderfully powerful, contagious, humble Methodist today and always. Amen. Now let's sing together on page 2172 of the Faith We Sing Black Hymnal. Please stand and sing together. We are called. <laughs> 